Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I like that reference. No, I'd say it's more like uh, when come back off that a little bit. Now. When when the blonde kid and Godfather can't be the consigliere anymore. Is that Frito? No, not no. The uh, I don't remember the blonde kid. Well, he's not a kid in the movie. He's oh. uh, <laughs> does he get killed? He's a man. He's yeah. So he's old. He's not a kid. Uh, Duval. Robert Duval. Yeah, Robert Duval. He's the the like lawyer. He, the last person I would associate kid with. Well, you got to remember Robert the Godfather Duvall. was like 1967, <laughs> he, so he still would have been like early 20s, right? That's the kid. It's a kid to me. I mean, at uh, 18, you're still kind of. I mean, you're, you're an technically adult. an adult. But <laughs> yeah, right. You gonna tell well. me those kids at fucking IU are adults? I mean, are we adults? No. Well, like he, we're in our 30s. I, I, I still get, don't feel like I have an adult. incredible. He, he is one of the kids. Though, right? He's like the adopted brother of one Michael of, one of and the, sure. Fredo Michael and Sonny. Sure. So he's one of the kids. I okay, guess that's what I, I see. I see. Okay. Hey, boys. Robert Duvall. Welcome <laughs> to this fucking holiday. Yes. This is uh, the first of Stoner Movie September. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> Did we... We're doing this. Hartman's popping yeah. this cherry. Hartman is back, everybody. Hey, everyone. Throw throw some yep. love in the chat for sound engineer Andrew. Happy 2019, everyone. Burr, 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 burr. While I have the floor, shout out to... Uh, well, I'll think of it later. Sure. I'm saving it for later, so stay tuned. So, uh, <laughs> we're recording this before you and I take a trip. Are we recording now? We are. We just okay. go. This, things have changed since you've been gone. Oh man! But this episode's going to come out after we have done the trip. So I thought we would kind of take this part and pretend like we're back from the trip, and we can talk about things that happened. Oh, okay. On our trip in New Orleans, yeah. We can tell okay. Ryan about them, right? Uh, I yeah. See. Okay. I, okay. Yes, so we and went down there for I'm into this. Our buddy Simon. Who? Oh, should we pass the story around? Well, I like, we like just you'll have, say a little bit, and then, we just have and then like, I'll add of what, on, and then we'll pass really it to Ryan. To I'll because tell you what like, you did on your trip. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, we, you and I weren't there. Yeah? No, we were uh, there, though. No, but I mean, we're... After this comes out, we were there. I know, but equally... He's breaking the artifice. So, what, I'm Ryan, just saying, like, well... Ryan's got to ask us questions about what happened in New Orleans. Well, pa- oh, that's kind of what oh, I this think, because he's setup. not there. Is oh. that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have to be the question asker? Well, I'm somewhat. not good at asking questions. I like I'm just explaining it right. to you, who is also the stand-in for the audience. You want to hear how I ask questions about a trip? Yes. How share. was your trip? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, cool. Every morning, uh, we were so close to uh, the Beignet place. Cafe du Monde, like the uh-huh. original location there by the river. So we... Walked. Uh, I didn't make it a couple times, but uh, people would bring me back the chicory we brought, coffee. We, we brought him some beignets. Uh, some beignets. Uh, Big fan of the chicory coffee. Uh, you know, I don't mind it. I like a black coffee, but uh, in that particular situation, it's fine. Yeah. Like okay. I will later go back, or I did. Uh, you know, you get a real coffee. 
You're going to get a real coffee, but... Uh, Eventually. But it's going to start the day yeah, with the chicory. Uh, other than that, we did things that I'd rather not talk about. Well, you know... Ah, uh, okay. For a little bit. Simon did have that fist fight with the homeless man about oh. who had the better beard. Yeah. And in that case, nobody won. No, yeah. Really. Yeah, uh, we met uh, what, Greg. Beards were for the worst. I believe. Yeah, Greg was great. Uh-huh. Greg was a, just a, a wonderful fellow. Yeah. Oh man, was he the homeless wonderful. guy? No, no, no. Greg was the uh, the fourth person on our trip. On our trip. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so wait, I'm sorry. Let's back up. What is this trip for? What are you going down? You said Simon's oh, no, part of it. What's it, the trip it was for. for uh, yeah, Simon's birthday. Simon's birthday. Simon is originally birthday. from New Orleans, and Simon has been oh, on. Okay, he's been a guest on the show twice, I believe. Pootie Tang and Wings, Wings of, of Desire. Desire. Yep. So, uh, i.e., City of Angels. I love the Pootie sad Tang. version. Redux. <laughs> City of Angels two. Redo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was for Simon's birthday. It was it was a wonderful time, man. Uh, New Orleans. A lot of it, I really don't feel comfortable talking about. I'm so a bunch it was of a really good red time, light though. district, huh? No. Does New Orleans have a red light district? I mean, I think everything off of the main what uh, Bourbon well, Street drag is kind of it gets seedier. Okay, the more you go onto those parallel roads, I definitely did get more come on my shoes the farther away yeah. I walked from Bourbon Street. There's sticky. people just jacking off in the street. Very <laughs> sticky place. Yeah. So before this trip. You have been to New Orleans, right, oh, Andy? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Kyle, you have. Oh, or we've how been, not? We've, we've been, been there together. together. We've been for uh-huh. work. And oh, I see. For and for pleasure. pleasure. So this is going to be nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing new that you've seen. Nothing new, but a nice rehash. It it was a, it was nothing new, but it was a nice rehash of some old uh-huh. some old haunts. Okay, I love uh, that place. What are some of your favorite haunts that you revisited when you went there? Uh, the boardwalk, man. Uh, yeah. I have, I, I tell you what, the boardwalk was one of the most uncomfortable poops I've ever taken in my life. Oh, crowded? Not so much that it was crowded, but it was, I was down there in a hot August muggy day, and I was walking the boardwalk, and I had bubble guts, and I had to use a restroom that had no ventilation and was also hot, and I was dripping sweat taking a poop at like two in the afternoon on the boardwalk. It was an awful time. It wasn't this, that didn't happen this time. It might have. I don't know. But uh, that was definitely <laughs> one of my worst times in New Orleans. Yeah. Channel butt. Channel butt. Okay. That's what I like to call it. Not that it has anything to do with the channel. But what the is idea, a channel? Yeah, please well, explain a channel to us. Well, the, the channel is the connecting two between uh, Britain and France. Oh, okay. That's wow, like, that, that is not what I thought. That's, Over the, <laughs> that's the channel. channel? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but the idea that it's a channel in a tunnel, channel, uh, channel, oh. channel, tunnel, channel, tunnel, channel. Okay, yeah. all right, not a channel. Uh, so it, the idea that sometimes you get too much of that great uh, shellfish, uh, I think especially yeah. the shrimps, the crawfish, oh, yeah. so, the uh, oysters, and they just really. Uh, I will okay. say this: Hartman and I demolished. They make a, a tube between two continents. We we demolished a lot of seafood together. Oh my goodness. Uh, Naivety and a misunderstanding of measurements. What kind of what kind of seafood do you get? I'm a crawfish man. He is a crawfish man. I I enjoy crawfish to a degree, not as much as he does. Okay, uh, and not to the level that we were served of it once. <laughs> oh man, which was another this is a great awful misunderstanding. Story. Yeah, <laughs> it's like show. It's like uh, Joseph and Mary showing up. 
and having a reservation and uh, getting kicked out, and then like getting three rooms. Yeah, right. So they got three. That's what happened at this place. You could get a crawfish <laughs> boil and a four pound just hunk of boiled sure. crawfish. And we told the lady, sure, we'll take that. Well, she interpreted that as that we both wanted four pounds of fucking crawfish. So they bring two giant buckets of boiled crawfish out and just dump them on our table. Eight pounds oh. of boiled crawfish between two men. Did you... One of them that only has like a passing interest in crawfish. Like, uh, d- Did you eat all of it? Fuck no. Well, Absolutely <laughs> not. How close did each of you get? I mean, that's we made eight no. pounds. Uh, we I, maybe did two and a half, maybe woo, each. I, I no. took a big okay. uh, paper bag of crawfish home. He did, and, <laughs> and then I also had them for breakfast. And we were down there for a health test. I, I think this is. <laughs> we totally passed that. I did. Yeah, well, I failed. The, <laughs> amazingly, the remark they had for me after my physical was. Uh, Sodium levels are awfully <laughs> high. <laughs> and I think, you know, I'd eaten, uh, you know. Which is bad, but do you remember what they told me? pounds of crawfish. Do you remember what they told me? Yeah, that uh, you had the lungs of a 50. No, no way higher. 60. Way. No. 70. One more. 84-year-old. 87-year-old man is what man. they told me. I, I was... 27 at the time, and they told me I had the lungs of an 87-year-old man. Oof. It's bad news to hear. I'm yeah, going to die great. real young, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going out. Well, okay, well. But I'm going out swinging and wheezing. <laughs> That's good. With that, let's talk about our Patreon, where you can donate to Kyle's death fund. Yeah. Oh, Give cool. me that death money. You can earmark you gonna, it. <laughs> are you going to get like a big granite monument? Or, I mean, I should. Uh, I deserve it. What are you going to What are you going to do in your afterlife, Kyle? No, I mean, honestly, there I want to no be afterlife in Kyle's. There mind. is not in oh, my afterlife. It's just nothing. It's done. But the way I've always wanted to go out is on like a Viking funeral style. Oh, oh shit! Kyle. With the archer too. Well, sure. Yeah. The archer light. Or just set me set me a light on the boat and push it out. Think, okay. Uh, but I think you know you would have to have like some drums. <laughs> And maybe like a game system or two that are like in the boat with me. I know it's, you can maybe Ooh. just do the shell. Yeah, let's or do like that. Or like a mock, like make one out of leaves. So I don't want to damage the environment dying. Yeah, I'm worried about those systems. Yeah. Like oh, yeah? Man, like, but oh, make, make like a, an effigy. Uh, an effigy yeah, of a PlayStation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. And, uh, you know, put put a controller in each hand. An effigy made out of chicken yeah. wire and, and leaves. Can you do that? I'm sure somebody has. There's somebody on Etsy that is making oh, sure. game controllers out of paper mache. Paper mache is the way. That's because oh. that'll win oh. really easy too. Yeah. Is no the uh. I bet those foam uh foam blocks. They have a uh, foam crafting blocks that you can sculpt. You do pre sculpting with. Oh. You use these green big foam blocks to like whittle down and get your piece in 3D. I bet that'd be pretty easy to do. And would catch on fire like that too, and just disintegrate. Yeah, but yeah, Viking funeral's always been yeah. my 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 thing. I doubt it happens. Okay. I'm probably just gonna get cremated because sure. oh, I'm not gonna put my fucking body in the ground. What do I care? I'm dead. Why the trash? Oh yeah. Why? 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 Why would why, I? Why? 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 So against going in the ground? 
Because it's just taking up it's fucking terrible. space, man. They're going to fill the ground with formaldehyde and that, that and, and just oh, some, shit, like, yeah. some kind of shellac concrete. walnut. And then for like how many hundreds of years they won't build on that land because it's a fucking cemetery and that's that's prime real estate, baby. Sure, sure. We're expanding. Oh, I'm not getting in the way of progress of the world. I have no impact anyways. Yeah, Fuck that. You don't want to be part of a poltergeist. Get me out of here. Yeah. I mean, that would be fun, but I don't think that would be a thing. <laughs> Huh. Apparently okay. New Orleans Man. is very haunted. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. all of the world is built on the dead. Well, yeah. Think about that. And it continues to be. Yeah. Well, no, that's wild. South has Whoa. a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the South has a lot the, of dead. All that, of the. Is world. that why they say the South shall rise again? Is it because of zombies? Because they are literally on top of corpses. Yeah. That are okay. pushing them up. Okay. <laughs> they are literally rising. Well, on the I know piles in New Orleans, like nobody's really buried underground because you're fucking below sea level. So they yeah. throw you in a junk, of, a hunk of concrete on top of the ground. Yeah. We're apparently, uh, no, we're not apparently. And then we, they take you out in a certain amount of years and remove your remains so they can put another person in there. And then double stack them. Crazy shit. New Orleans. It's a wild place. I Ryan. would like to be a soup body. Just, uh, like, put my body with another person's uh, body. I don't care. Let's make weird dead soup. Since you were also imaginatively in New Orleans with us. <laughs> yes, I also well, went on this trip. What uh, was your favorite Simon part? Because Simon and I are BFFs. Well, what, what was your favorite part, Ryan? Uh, Have you ever been to New Orleans? Yes, uh, okay. twice. And I've liked it okay once and really disliked it the other time. Sure. Uh, it is gross city <laughs> it can be for but sure but also like really beautiful parts. yeah it's like the garden district's lovely and wonderful but like goddamn bourbon street can be so trashy so trashy you'll just see like at 10 in the morning like a middle-aged german guy with his pants around his ankles just pissing on the side of a bar i think you get that like oh cool this is this is i think you're gonna get that in today. any city where like excess is celebrated like oh yeah sure, but the i think there are the so, like so few cities yeah. that do Cologne. that it's new orleans las vegas, vegas. what um, else what other cities are like the excess cities there's not Skid many Do- in LA. Oh, i just said pretty some. bad is that dublin? right well that's full of a bunch of heroin is, homeless is people. That, oh is there man dublin? oh yeah ireland they're into that okay all right well in america i've heard three so we don't really have no. that many oh, places right. in america but, yeah yeah uh, I think New Orleans needs to be seen for that, but it's also like a place where it's like you go once and it's like, you know, man, I can I could go without never doing Bourbon Street again and be OK. I would say that about uh, Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> like, like, oh, man, I mean, I've seen so many people urinating in the streets. Oh, yeah, I do it quite frequently. And I would say, <laughs> well, I'd visit there, but I never go back. It's a nice All place right. to visit, but, but I, I actually live. I actually live here, yeah. so... I guess the difference is, how many times do you see people peeing on sample gates? Like, that's what it is in New Orleans. It's like... No. It's, not, it's not like, oh, man, that German guy was tucked away and he cared about kind of being private and hide. No, these people... You get off the fucking trolley at Bourbon Street and you are hit with a waft of puke and piss and shit. Oh, yeah. It just just, smells like the worst parts of college bars That incentivizes you to just go get hammered quicker so that you don't care. I love that place. 
kind of. Yeah, he's but, not wrong. But, but only to a certain extent, because then the fucking Bourbon Street becomes the world's most fucking dangerous place. Like, I saw so many ambulances, like, carrying people out on stretchers. Really? On my trip there, yeah, like I've never literally had this experience of bourbon five in one night, different people carried out on stretchers or like something happened, like just shitty fucking people. I accidentally walked in front of somebody taking a picture and like almost got into a fucking fight. Damn, okay. And then, like I said, you go onto the parallel streets from Bourbon Street where the lights become less and less and it gets legit fucking sketchy, like. You might get robbed. You might get beat up. You might, like, get into a fight. It gets, like, kind of rough. Well, none of that I'm happened not, to uh, us no, on this not crazy trip. about it. I can say that. We were all very, very plastered. Very Bourbon Streety. Oh, yeah. I think we're, we're like a... Yeah. We, we look like Midwestern people on vacation. Yeah. We did. And, uh, you know, uh, I, me personally, I wore it well. <laughs> uh, I, I had a very relaxed pair of what I would like to call denim, Ooh. but more like a denim and uh, polyester blend. Uh, gosh, something like very pants? stretchy. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's polyester. Yeah, that's what I'm going and with. I wore I'm going them with the entire trip. <laughs> you were wearing a tracksuit. No, uh, and uh, I, you know, just to make. Filling in details so it sounds like we actually have done this already. Uh, I'd like to talk it's about... It's a lie. No, uh, <laughs> seriously though, I'd like to talk about the breakfast that we had Saturday morning. Oh my goodness. Tell me about it. No, here... A slow-roasted pork belly. Mm-hmm. For breakfast. I mean, uh, I know it seems uh, it was Whoa. more of a brunch. Okay. okay, when we got there, let's be honest, we're not so, getting so, some. Some of us That's went true. either way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a brunch. Okay, I had the pork belly uh, smoked probably overnight, cut into three uh, <laughs> three quarters of an inch slabs. I mean, <laughs> God, it was so <laughs> juicy. Uh, <laughs> that alone really got me excited but this was served atop of blue cheese grits Ooh, a real southern delicacy any shrimp or anything in there like New well Island style the, amazing that you would ask because indeed <gasps> indeed <laughs> there were shrimp floating around and this sea of blue cheese grits he won't admit it but i i saw him bob for a couple of shrimp with no hands <laughs> yeah. just just dive in get them shrimps you're gonna help yourself huh yeah i i actually returned home from the trip shaved my beard because i was tired of getting it and all of the grits that i ate <laughs> His nickname for the whole weekend was Old Grip Beard. Grip Beard, yeah. That's what we called him. Because it was like a pirate thing. Sometimes it was oh, Dr. Yeah. Grit Beard, mm -hmm. but mostly it was like Grit Beard. Yeah. They had what, trouble proving your documents a, from law school. Couldn't give you the doctor title yet. Well, just occasionally. I just I had a band-aid. And they're like, oh, Dr. Grit Beard. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. We're so glad you're on the trip. 
So Ryan, that's what they said. I'd like to try, I'd like to tie this in. Oh, okay, to sure. what we're talking about. So yes. I, you did not have a pleasant time in New Orleans one the one times. time, but the one other time. time was perfectly fine. So I still don't care for Bourbon Street. 50, oh. 50, 50 shot. Yes. Would you rather be deported in an ICE vehicle to <laughs> Bourbon Street what? or somewhere south of the border in Mexico? Well, it depends if I have my green card. Mm-hmm. Because that's the trick to taking what's what's the trip called? Oh, if you want to go see a wedding. Yeah, but what's the trip called? They have a name for it. I can't remember. <laughs> it's called it, Ah, there's a name for it. But. God, this was a good tie-in. Thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah. yeah he did wow. It. Um I don't wow. know. I'd rather probably go to New Orleans simply wow. because it's in America, less red tape for me to get fucked up in. Oh. Plus, you know, I, I don't know. Y'all see an easy rider? Oh yeah. Uh, honestly, no. I know. Yeah, I didn't I, expect I, you not, to. Oh man, Peter Fonda died. He did. I mean, since well, since after, I uh, made the last podcast. Well, after Dennis yeah. Hopper died, though. So, oh, Dennis man. Hopper died like five years ago. <gasps> yep. The Easy Riders are Dennis, gone. Dennis Hopper of Space Truckers. <laughs> of Space Truckers oh. of Blue Velvet. No, he of only did Mario Space Brothers the movie. <laughs> Oh, he did do Mario. Yeah. Oh man, Mario and Space Truckers. That's it. Dennis uh, Hopper did nothing else. Man, if you uh, Blue Velvet, you can't deny him Blue Velvet. It's great. Yeah. Is Dennis Hopper in it's Hoosiers? Me. Who is that? No, oh, that's, that's Gene, uh, Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah. No, no. Who's the who plays the town drunk? That might be Dennis Hopper. Actually, right. That's what right. I'm saying. I think right. You are right. Oh, yeah. you're yeah, right. He's it like. Nobody from Indiana has ever won the state championship <laughs> ever. Wait, how has nobody from Indiana never won the state championship if it's for Indiana? <laughs> well, you goddamn drunkard, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> right? That's good. That's good acting. No, man. He Sold pulled it. it off. I mean, he made it seem so real. It was all those details. Yeah. You know. Whoa. If Dennis Hopper was here, he could also sell. That New Orleans trip, just want, like you did. Oh, just like easy. I'm rider. saying you're a Dennis yeah. Hopper caliber actor. Oh, man. I think so. All right. And for that reason, that's the reason we have hot quiz, hot shot, uh, hot shot. We've invited sound engineer Andrew on the shows to talk about Mick Kids. <laughs> Are you serious? No. no. Oh, Pull out the rock from under you. There is no Stoner <laughs> movie September. We're talking it's about, all about MC Mick Kids, Kids. May. I love I love this video game. It's, it's for it's like a game that nobody ever talks about. <laughs> and it is I I personally think like okay, let's just put this into perspective. Okay, tell me about uh, McKids and then we will talk about McDonald's. Yeah. Uh a uh a massive corporation. A massive amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and they want to put it into a video game. Sure. To to really advertise to kids, they did it with a movie too. Yeah, also flopped hard. Well, would we say MC Kids flopped hard? <laughs> well, you just said nobody else talks about it but you. No, <laughs> nobody else talks about it. So, but you've all played Super Mario Three, right? Yeah, I, I would argue you can be successful but have zero cultural relevancy. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I, I Avatar. Wouldn't, I wouldn't argue on that. You on that? Yeah. yeah. So Mick Kids may have sold well. It no. may have done well, but I don't think just so. It's not but, around. Uh, but have you played it? Yes. Have you played it? And I have. do you find that, uh, although maybe slightly more primitive, it uh, encapsulates all of the 
things that Super Mario 3 <laughs> went on to do, like... Oh, let's flip gravity around. See, let's I don't remember that turn the Mario, character around. That's really the let's only have to thing run the course backwards. Is that you can go upside down and reverse gravity. And like you yeah. have a gun that I think shoots green goo. Is that right? I don't remember guns from episode. I don't guns. yeah, no, no, I don't. No, I might be no. confusing these. I think they only jumped on things, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was mostly yeah. a maze and I do remember that. puzzle it was, game. It was yeah. one of those games. You had to flip yeah. switches and go do something. I mean, like, really. It was a lot like the uh, the Tool Time game. game. And the fact yeah, that, yeah. like, it was a giant maze, but you had no idea where you were at in it and no point of reference because the background was like a static jungle yep. picture. So you, uh. you, you couldn't really track where you fucking were or where you had been. And that's what I remember not liking about Mick Kids is that it was very frustrating and I felt like I was running in like a yeah. hamster wheel almost. I never made progress. Yeah. The, the level of design wasn't very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, maybe I, not. Maybe not I, but I, like, I would say, all right, maybe I, I'll take that back. I'll take a step back. I'll, I'll just say it's not as maybe clear or as linear as Mario. It, it is just right. open kind yes, of. And very it's, yes, very open. It's more up for interpretation which way you're supposed to go. Whereas Mario, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go right. Like, yeah, I'm just it, going when in right. Sonic, I'm going to go right. In Mario, I'm going to go right way. or yeah. maybe up or possibly down. Yeah. MC, MC yeah. Kids was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to go to the end of the level, flip a switch, and then have to do the whole thing upside down on the reverse side of the screen. Sure. And then you'd go to different uh, worlds. Sure. Which I, I thought... I mean, this all came out before Mario 3, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know my history on so, my kids to confirm uh, you know, or dispute. Yeah. Like, you'd go, to, uh, you'd go to Birdie World, and that'd be like all the flying levels. And those had different mechanics, too. And then you'd go to uh, Grimace World, which was on ice. And it uh, had all of the ice oh, mechanics. Sure. Birdie World. Okay, I get it. The fucking, uh, these are the McDonald's the characters. Yeah. yeah. yeah the you yellow know. one? <laughs> uh, Hamburger World, you're in a prison. No, there was no... <laughs> there was no Burglar World. I don't... I don't believe... Hamburglar I don't remember. You're in jail, but, though, but you yeah. Anyway, <laughs> MC Kids. We can move... We can move on. Well, But this... uh, maybe my favorite podcast, yeah. which I will be announcing <laughs> later... Okay. Continue... Stay on the hook, keep watching folks. the show, and I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll do a podcast about MC Kids. Uh, so these tangents and rambles are brought to you by Stoner Movie September. Uh, it's what we're, we're famous for here is these tangents, and they seem to be amplified a, mo- a bit this month. Have we been recording this whole time? <laughs> this whole I thing. thought we were just like... It was on. Uh-uh. But what? I'm impressed, bro. <laughs> no. Hartman. What? I'm curious. So this is the first episode. Yes. And we've invited you on. What are we talking about for the people who can't read? (laughs) What is this episode focused on? Oh. In this week's issue uh, of Stoner Movie September, Kyle and Ryan are talking about the original first movie by Cheech Marin. Entitled Up in Smoke. You forgot Tommy Chong. Yeah, that's a, uh, little, well, it was, a little rude. <laughs> well, no, it stars both of them, but it was actually written just by 
I thought it was written by both of them, too. Because mm, I'm pretty well, sure it said at the beginning yeah, Thomas Chong that's and Cheech Marin. We've got and conflicting then data. Directed by neither of them. <laughs> conflicting yeah. data. That was I, some I Greg guy. Greg Tommy Daniels. Chong also was ghost directing some of this. Well, I bet you I can I can tell which scenes he directed. I, we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, the movie, the uh, maybe the basic, most basic level of stoner movie for decades to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has the two characters Cheech and Chong on a perpetual battle to find cannabis. Yeah. While avoiding uh, the cops. While avoiding the <laughs> cops and ultimately trying to get to a Battle of the Bands contest. It is. And I, then yeah, to try that's and. right. And then yeah. try and find more weed. I All would right. say this is the quintessential stoner movie. This is kind of the one that really kickstarted the whole thing, I feel. It's. Uh, I think this yeah. came out in 1968. Every, everything that Harold. 68 and, for real? I think so. No, it was 78. 70, 78. Sorry. 78. You're right. Yeah. I got a question then. Yeah. Which came first, Up in Smoke or Blues Brothers? Because I got a real Blues Brothers vibe from this movie. I think oh. Blues Brothers was 85. Because they're always on the road evading like the law and the fuzz. And then like music is such a big part of it. Yeah. Like, it actually is I, a pretty good setup. You well, know? Yeah. I know that uh, Cheech and Chong, they've been a comedy duo for... A decade before this movie came out, and they were... That makes sense. They were a radio show, primarily, and this movie is compromised of a lot of their radio bits, although not extended as much as they <laughs> would be on the radio. Uh, every, it felt like that. Everything on the soundtrack for the movie is Cheech and Chong, except for... Low Rider. Low yeah. Rider. The Low Rider. Is that War? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who also did War? What is it good for? Is that t- yeah, no? Why? That's the same band. Am I? Am I mistaken here? I'm pretty sure. I would, no, I always thought that was like uh, James Brown and. Some, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm war. pretty sure. God, y'all. What, what is it good? I thought for? James Brown Absolutely too. Nothing. Yeah. But I, Absolutely nothing. Can everybody <laughs> hear me? Am I loud enough? If uh, can we, yeah, like can the people actually, on the Facebook respond? Edwin Star. Oh, okay, oh, that's made up. That's a made up. That's a made up word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So Cheech and Chong, the essential, yeah. quintessential, the, right. the either one, quintessential or essential. I, I would both. say it really mm. kickstarted everything. I feel. I more. don't. I don't know if I would say original no i would not say original. I, I think there's other movies but i there's, i think they were certainly a big part of the stoner movement and like and that really kicked off movies about it you had like yes. reefer madness which yeah. wasn't a, a stoner movie but it became adopted by stoners because of its over-the-top ridiculousness it was and propaganda that was in the 50s anti uh, anti weed propaganda propaganda right? that's one of my favorite movies I've have you guys done a show about that no Oh, you it's going to really be in one should. of these stoner I'm movie sure. September's eventually. Yo, I'm sure. yeah. Would you count Easy Rider as a stoner movie? I've not seen it, so I don't know. But I would say no, judging from what I know of it. There's a, like, would you count Heavy Metal? No, 
because Mo- there is no stone in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, you watch it. You stoned, watch it. Yeah, but like but, no, Speed Racer is, or something sure. bright and colorful is. Like it could be. Yeah. Will Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a stoner movie? Like, uh, eh, it's a it's, it's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, I uh, eyes wide shut. Wow, who right? the fuck is watching Eyes Wide Shut Stone? And that's, uh, and that's enhancing their experience. <laughs> well, everyone? I mean... <laughs> uh, Alright, what's the, what's the uh, movie about the uh, crucifixion of Christ? The Passion the of the Christ. Or yeah, the Passion. Right? The, the Mel pa- Gibson one, yeah. where it's like just hardcore Christ violence. Stoner movie. Sure, okay. He does get stoned. Is that on? Is that is that going to happen this month? That's a goddamn Seinfeld joke, and I love it. No, it's a it's a weeds joke, but um, <laughs> you saw that from the show Weeds. I did. Okay, all right. I am surprised it has taken us this long to get to a Cheech and Chong movie. What? Me too, because it feels really, like this is like the fourth the crowd year. favorite. It yeah. feels like one that the crowds would have demanded by this That's point. What, it, it's why I never picked it, because I Same always here. assume somebody oh, would pick no. it. There's better one. I mean, the Harold and Kumar. Well, I'm sure, and that's right? the ones we well, picked, but like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I always way expected better ones. somebody else to pick Cheech and Chong before, because this still is a... Uh, yeah. A listener choice. I forget. We should have researched it. I forget who... I uh, it was more than one person. Yeah, I'm going to so, give credit eh. to Matt Cohen. Sure. <laughs> you get the credit, That's buddy. a name I can think of. Yeah. It was I, uh, I will say it's interesting that you brought up... This drink's for you, Matt. It is. Moment of silence for the drink. Going off of what you said about Harold and Kumar, this feels yeah. like the prototype to sure. that movie. Oh, right. Yeah. About taking, like, the two minority characters and, like, kind of normalizing them. And, like, look, they're just like us. They like to smoke and have fun. Like... That's what Harold and Kumar was the same way, same kind of hijinks and like the same stupid fucking like nothing quest that means nothing at the end. It's just about the journey with the characters. Yeah. And, and we're along for the ride. I, I I think that leads into conversation here. Is, what do you think about the Cheech and Chong characters? Well, is, Let me ask is you, Chong a minority? No, Chong is. I, well, I'm not sure. He's Canadian. He, so oh, is he? He is okay. Canadian, but okay. he is a he is a Caucasian white. I man. honestly could not tell, and I was so thrown <laughs> off with his like white old waspy parents at the beginning. I'm like, no, this is, is hilarious because like he's Hispanic, right? No, he is not. And I was like, this is like the best fucking meta joke. Like he has like the most waspy old. Now it's not a joke. <laughs> okay, well. He's just still, I've taken some points off. He's for just this a waste movie. <laughs> I do want to clarify, Ryan. You have never seen this movie before, right? No, and I know I know dick all about Cheech and Chong. Okay, except that they are stoner icons. Yeah, that's all I know. Um. So yeah, uh, I got some facts about the movie because I've done oh. research on this. Blow our minds. Oh man, so, I have some. Both Cheech Marin and Stacy Keach were born with cleft lips. And both grew mustaches to hide the scars, to minimal effect in this movie. I should note. I feel like I've seen Stacy Keach's l- lip. Yeah, but so you I can think tell I knew even that with the mustache. I wouldn't have known with Tommy Chong because I don't think I've ever seen. Not Tommy Chong, Cheech. Seen. If you look, it's Cheech. Yeah, Cheech has a cleft lip too, and his his mustache splits over to the side of his nose, not down the middle, and that's how you can oh. tell because that's the surgery scar. But they both grew mustaches to hide those scars, and they're both prominently displayed in this movie. Uh, okay. okay. So the Volkswagen Beetle that Tommy Chong is driving at the beginning with the Rolls Royce grill on it, it's actually Jack Nicholson's car. Hmm. His real life car? Hmm. He, he owned it at, at some point in the 70s. 
Because Jack Nicholson and the director of this movie were actually real good friends in real life. What what kind of gas mileage? Uh, I mean, it's a Volkswagen Beetle. It's a four-stroke. I'm sure it was actually uh, pretty good. good. Yeah. Four-stroke, rear-engine, rear-wheel drive. That was probably yeah. a pretty good gas mileage car. I've, I've got a Volkswagen Rabbit, and it's got disappointing gas mileage of, like, 32 average. Oh, my. And that's disappointing for a Volkswagen. Sure. Uh, Jack Nicholson also saw a rough cut of this movie after he'd been in a car crash and it caused him so much pain because he was laughing the entire time. He had damaged ribs. So Jack Nicholson played a pretty big part in this movie, even though he was not starring in it at all. So two Jack Nicholson facts right off the bat. Whoa. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, like I said, there's, there's a couple of references to some famous Cheech and Chong bits. Like from the radio show. Like when he's knocking on the door. And he's saying that Pedro's, it's me, Pedro, and the bird is saying, Pedro's not here. That's a very famous Cheech and Chong bit Uh, called Dave's Not Here, where it was just Chong knocking on the door saying, no, man, I'm Dave. No, man, Dave's not here, man. So that there's, there's a lot of references to their shows throughout. Uh, Yeah, I, I kind of picked up on that. This felt like a, uh, a pootie tang. Uh, one of these shows that feels like it's kind of a bunch of skits or sketches like pieced that together. Is, that is my one complaint with the movie is that, especially at the beginning, it is very disjointed and disconnected. I honestly didn't know what was happening a right couple away. times. Yeah, and I that... thought it was like just a series of segmented skits at first. And I was like, oh, wait, no, they're all connected. Oh, we... this band subplot is connected to that stuff at the beginning. Oh, well, like when they show up. Uh, when ice, uh, it's not ice, it's pre-ice. When they raid the house and Cheech is like, oh no, man, my cousin's just going down for the wedding. Yeah. It like stops there and then we cut, oh, they've actually been deported too to Mexico. We never see that happen. Yeah. It's just like, oh, hey, we're in Mexico. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like these weird things. It seems like stoners were shooting a movie in the 70s. And, and they edited it, too, yeah. because there's, like, another breakaway where they have, like, a whole musical song while they're in court. Yeah. And, like, that's supposed to be, like, your exposition. And, like, you can't hear anything they're saying because the song's playing. And then they get out of court because <laughs> the judge has vodka. So, apparently, so they get released. We're never sure. Like, I wasn't yeah. sure. I heard Tommy Chong go, like, it's, it's vodka. vodka. And, like, somebody laughed. And I was like, wait, what? I, yeah. What? And then, like, they're just out. They are, like, literally the next scene, they are back in their life doing their normal thing without ever mentioning this. And it's like, Once we get to Mexico, like, the whole, the rest of the story is pretty, it flows a lot better. But, like, at the beginning, it's a little rough cutty. It is, yeah, it feels like little short arcs. Mm-hmm. And then that Mexico is the first time you get kind of a longer arc. Like, oh, this is where we're going now. Yeah. They don't give you any of that. Like, I don't think Stacy Keach and them show up for like 30 minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but this movie's only 80 minutes. So sure. that's like half the movie. About. Hour 25 minutes is the yeah. <laughs> It's really that short. Yeah, it's yeah. very short. Yeah. yeah, under an hour and a half. Hartman, I love that you've brought notes. Please give me some of your notes, buddy. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, I really. Wanted to make sure I could come on this show and like talk about good things and stuff. So I made a list, man. It's very right? good, Tommy Chong. Now, wait, hold on. So, like, I made a list because it was very important to me 
that I not come on here and make a fool of myself. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, come on, man. Right. So uh, I'm just going to read off my list, if that's OK. It's, uh, it's not exhaustive. No, please. Right? It's, you know, I'm just going to like... Before you do, though... Bullet point these thoughts that I have. Because you put this idea in my head with yeah. your nice impression. Okay, man. What do you got? <laughs> the word man, man is said 87 times in this movie. 83 of those times are before they arrive in Mexico. Oh, man. I believe that. Whoa. Yeah. Get out For real. Man. That's pretty fucking... That's pretty great. Is they, there a what? split on who no. says it more? Is I, it more I, Tommy or more Cheech? It's absolutely definitely more Tommy. That's what I would figure. Yeah. But Cheech has a fair amount when they're in the fucking car stone. But please, we're going to get into these bits, but I want to hear you. I want to hear your bullet points. All right. So I made this list. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I explained the list. <laughs> no, wait, no. Because, like, uh, man, like, <laughs> hold on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to come on the show and be like, "Oh, I don't know what to talk about." So I'm. I made this list. Man, it's, yeah, stuff I want to talk about this movie because I. It's good. All right. <laughs> bananas. Where are bananas at a point? Well, uh, they, they're they're there. Yeah, yeah, right, it's, and then know, uh, right. Let me get through my list, huh? Okay. Okay, okay man. <laughs> okay, okay, man. man. Okay, man. Okay. What's going on with this list? <laughs> Bananas. Apples. Is this your grocery list? Oh, <laughs> damn, man. Oh, my. Oh, man. This is bad, man. I brought the wrong list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. Oh man! I ha oh. <laughs> so Ryan, <laughs> you haven't seen this movie. I know I have, and I know that you have. Sounded in your Andre. I'm so, I'm so sorry, man. I had this. I made this. I really didn't want to show up on the show and like, you know. <laughs> Not have something to talk about. And I made a list, man, and I ended up. It's my grocery. It's my grocery list, man. It's my grocery what? list. Oh man! How long has it I been? Am, oh man! How long has it been uh, since the last time you saw this? Uh, boy. I think I had seen it like uh on the. Oh, man, Mark. Channel 4 station. Yeah? Uh, you know, like the local network in the state of Indiana. Uh, so but it, with but commercials it, and censored? With commercials and edited, and uh, I never saw any of the blunt smoking and okay, yeah, uh, all, all, all of that, that until uh, well, and, you until last Friday. What is left? I know, right? I remember, like, for real. Like, Well, if, I mean, I, like, the, you can show the... Uh, the weed car exhausting end of the policeman because it's never really talked about. It's not an actual it's joint, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh man, he's getting some carbon monoxide and he's feeling funny and he wants a hot dog. That's great, you know. 
Yeah, but sure. it, it doesn't really imply drug usage. I I hadn't seen this movie. <laughs> I think and it does. <laughs> no, you does it? I don't know. Munchies. Munchies. Who knows about munchies? And like, he immediately gets like the giggles and like that happy, you know, that happy demeanor. Probably he, over a decade, yeah. I'd say, is the last time I saw it. But there's two oh, really? things I remember about this movie. What's okay. that? And number one is the, car? the chick. No, it's the chick that snorts the fucking Ajax bleach and the faces that she makes. Sure, that'll stick with you. Because that, that does stick with you because uh-huh. it's so over the top and cartoonish. I thought she was going to die. Yeah, I thought doesn't. it was going to be Pulp Fiction shit. Nope. And she's, it, totally, she's totally fine. She snorts three huge lines of bleach. Totally fine. And she was like, man, that's some shit or something. <laughs> she, you... I remember she comes in and she goes, where have you been all my life? Do you suppose there was a backlash like the Tide Pod challenge no. of recent of uh dude this was the 70s you when know, people 70s cut fucking kids. seat belts out of cars good like yeah. they would cut them out of like why good. but good. uh good. i remember that scene very vividly because mostly because she does this weird <laughs> she like, purses know. her lips and yeah. blows real hard she makes like the the lemon sour face very much yeah and then like really opens wide and like does like this weird like silent scream i remember that there were, and that's weird the, the other part that i always remembered was sure. at the end of the movie chong has the biggest fucking drumsticks i've ever seen in my life they're like two giant tree branches they're huge and like i i remember seeing that for the first time and i it, i was like what the fuck <laughs> is happening here like something you might hang a uh close uh sure a curtain, curtain rod or yeah. like a shower Mm-hmm. curtain like anything from there they are massive he can't even fit his fingers all the way around these drumsticks they are so massive it's a great joke and as a drummer like that was one thing that i immediately caught out when i was like super young watching this like what <laughs> and it's it's one of those that's always stuck with me so those two yeah. things definitely made an impact on me do you remember do you have anything like that do you think when he was playing with those large drumsticks he was able to get a more voluminous sound man no man i don't i think it would be so hard to fucking play with those sticks mm-hmm. yeah. like, like he's obviously he's not playing in the movie too it's very very badly dubbed over what he's actually playing at least so that i could tell um have, uh, i mean i know the answer is yes have you ever been in a battle of the bands contest yeah with and you. would you like to talk about it I mean, to a bit. We did pretty fucking well, and I feel we got robbed on the final final uh, act. Yeah. Because they put a band on that we had beaten the round before just to fill out the spot, and somehow that band beat us. Yeah. Didn't make any fun. And after, we won every single night that we were on our nights. Remember that? I know that. It was bullshit. Yeah. Well, I have an explanation that I've never shared with anyone. Oh, no. Until this very evening. What is it? The judge that <laughs> night at that Battle of the Bands, she maybe had been promised some completion. And when that didn't happen, she may have voted negatively against the band. Did you fuck us? Well. By not fucking her? I know. The, Did you fuck us by not fucking her? This is why I've never brought this up. <laughs> 
I really don't. Yes. At this point, I'm so no. I'm so far beyond. No, I really do feel that the reason we didn't win the Battle of the Bands is because of you. Yeah. Well, I won't blame you. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Ryan, this, this concludes our newest segment. Uh, why have a podcast if you don't air your baggage on it? <laughs> It was fun. Well, I don't know. I just I felt like this was the time. This to, was the to time. Tell everybody. I mean I mean the, in fairness he did bring it up. The band will never be back together. No. And Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, you brought it up. He did. Yeah, you did. You Ryan. Did. <laughs> you did. No. You you, you started off a long time ago. You, you asked what our feelings are on this movie. I think well, on the character specifically of I want to know. And I want to know your thoughts though, as a guy or who's Pedro, never, I guess, seen this movie. It's Pedro and Man. Mr. Stoner. Man is what they call him. Although he does have a name of Alexander. But in the credits, there's a, a, a Stoner father. So I think that might be like the rich old white dude. It is. So he is man stoner i think is his that's name what, his character name. i watched this with subtitles and that's what he's referred to as <laughs> fantastic all right uh so what are your thoughts on them do you like both of their comedic styles do you prefer one or the other do they both man. work as a team for you do they not work what's up what are your feelings i don't want to have to talk about it but i'm going to it's, felt... this is a talk show so please do <laughs> there there were Parts of the movie that I found salacious so, from a uh, 2019 viewpoint. Really? Oh, sure. You know. Yes. I is it a movie I'd recommend to anyone? Only in private. <laughs> Only in private. Would I All right, but it. is this it's, salacious? Like on the level of like no, a John Hughes movie where they they drop like the. Uh, the homosexual slang all the time because it was the eighties and everybody just dropped that casually salacious like that. What are you talking salacious in this movie? You yeah, saw? I just, was it the whole vehicle made of weed? Was that too much for your, no, that was sensibilities? fine. That was fine. <laughs> was I it actually their, their endless chasing of the skirts. Yes. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. the beginning. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. there was a, some inappropriateness. I think it was uh, I think okay everybody was because on board it was it. real quick well, and it le- and ultimately is all the the gag of Tommy Chong. Well, that being but also the, the ladies that they travel with for the second half of the movie are all pretty much on board with it all. Like they're never yeah, yeah captive or forced to do anything yeah. against their will. No, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's there's true. anything salacious with those ladies. Mm. It just kind of seemed like. Hey, you're down with drugs. I'm down with drugs. Let's fucking hang out and do drugs. Like you've got a hookup, I've got a hookup, and that's kind of what it felt like. Just they, they people using people using people. Huh. And that was kind of the '60s and the '70s. I feel. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, it felt like kind oh. of the era. Because you kind of get that yeah. from the party too. Because like, yeah. So we go to Cheech's cousin's house, who is Tom Scarrett, also known as Strawberry. That's Tom Scarrett, by the way. The Vietnam vet freakout guy. You say Tom Scarrett like I should know it, and it's not coming. To veteran me. actor from Alien, Top Gun. Tom Who was Scar- he in Top Gun? He was the admiral that has real big beef against. Oh, man. oh okay. Uh, he's the main ship captain in Alien that gets eaten in the tunnels. Tom Scarrett. He's a uh, fantastic actor. You, Did not know that. Okay. You all listening to the podcast right now can't see it but i'm chomping my teeth 
like Val Kilmer. Oh. Right now. <laughs> and it is. Do it. You haven't done it. Let me see it. That's way too slow. It's no. Perfect. It's it, a little slow for. Yeah. It's perfect. It's a it's quick, perfect. It's quick bite. It's perfect. Quick bite. So, anyway, uh, so yeah, just... that's Tom Skerritt. We have fucking some nice veteran actors in this movie. We have Tom Skerritt and Stacey Keach. Sure. With Stacey Keach. Where was he at this point in his career? Was this one of his first? I think this was kind of a break off. Okay. Like it was kind of a stepping stone. Tom Skerritt, on the other hand, had done Alien by this point. And I, it's very confusing why he's yeah. in this movie. <laughs> right around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Real close. But, but it he could was... have been he shot both and like Alien came out. And blew up. And then this came out afterwards and you're like, oh. It's like Michael Fassbender in The Snowman or something. You're like... Oh, I see. This movie is comprised of a lot of smaller vignettes, let's yeah. say. So I, I want to get into those a little bit. And I want Hartman. Let's talk about it. What is your favorite small vignette from this? You also still never fucking talked about goddamn do you like Cheech and Chong. Oh, no. For, I'll just answer it real quick. I like Cheech and Chong very much. <laughs> I personally identify with Chong more because he's more the oh. lazy stoner. Okay. Uh, but I think they have fantastic fucking chemistry, especially in this movie. They play off each other well. And you can get that there's like a decade of camaraderie and back and forth and it's there established before this movie. They just feel natural. They have, with they each have other. an easy chemistry with each other. Yes, it, it is. It's, it's, they are up there with like Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, who you're just like, yeah, of course you were fucking friends from kids. Like, yeah, uh, yeah you just have that easy back and forth. Yeah. What about you, Hartman? Do you like Cheech and Chong? Just as the characters. Well, I do like it. And, and then do you lean towards one well, more? If I were to lean towards one or the other, I would say Cheech. Really? Okay. Well, you know, he's a producer, movie writer, <laughs> he's a creator as a person. Yeah. So you're taking I mean yeah, the the talent. As characters in the movie. Not just as the character, but like everything he does, he's the <laughs> Right. I mean, are they so indifferent? What about you, Ryan? I think they are. Yeah, the yeah. Because Tommy Chung is definitely like the laid back. Uh, he's the dude, if you will. Very he's much got so. that dude's like relaxed energy, doesn't really care about anything. And when it happens, it happens real slow, man. And I'm not going to. Cheech <laughs> smokes and then gets like fucking paranoid immediately. And it's like that kind of manic energy with him. So I, I do think they have like a, a little bit of a contrasting style. Mm. And I don't know. I think comedy wise, I kind of lean more more towards Cheech as well. Sure. He's he a lot more really manic and a lot more up. animated. Yeah, and he, he flips out a lot more, uh, especially. Yeah, man, I don't know. Do you Look. guys do you guys remember him in that cop show? Nash Bridges. That what it was. That was. I never saw that show. It was a cop show. I didn't it watch it. Don I Johnson. don't watch. Uh, it was on CBS primetime in the late nineties. Don have a Johnson. Comment about cops man. later. I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> cops later. Let's uh let's get into these vignettes. These, Stay these tuned. little yeah. these little segments. Do you have a favorite one? One that really jumps out at you, Ryan? Not, not specifically this. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll get into maybe that later. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, no. Okay. I'm gonna jump. If ahead, you have one, man. go ahead. Yeah. So like. Uh, everybody's at the battle of the bands and they're just like hanging out and like i thought it was great because like they'd all pulled into a parking lot and they're hanging out and tuning guitars and singing See all these people unloading gear and, and it, it felt very natural and uh you know when i read about it today man that's like 
Well, these were like real people in the punk they scene. Like they really were, like a bunch of know, real bands. They didn't seem like anything. Like they weren't given any, uh, you know, precedence, uh, man. But like, uh, man, you know, they were real people, man. I really like in the battle of the band scene before, like when Chong is super fucked up on downers. And the chick is still trying to like carry him around and she sits him on the curb and then he stands up and walks away and she's she's constantly talking this entire time. <laughs> and then she just picks up another random like passed out stone dude and starts carrying him and the conversation is still going. That's such a great little fucking bit. I love yeah, that. It is. But that's that's one of the perfect examples of their weird editing, because as soon as that scene ends, one of the next times we see Tommy Chong, he's like perfectly OK in a club somewhere. It's yeah. like. But you were on the ground Super and you fucked just got up. left fucked up. Yeah, what oh, happened? Man, he, like, how'd you get here? You got some downers, <laughs> man. Yeah. Like, you know, they thought they were uppers, but, you know. There was a wrong yeah. pills, man. I'll I, say I don't have a favorite scene, but what I really love in this movie is the visual humor. Sure. And like for uh, like, I think we pointed out a few of the instances earlier, but like one of the first jokes that like really got me was the... uh you get a shot of the desert landscape and you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then they cut back and you're like, oh, it's not a desert. It's actually just like a little piece of dirt. And it's Tommy Chong, like crawling up the side of this hill, like dying star, like, you know, dehydrated. He's been in the desert. It's been real rough. And then they keep pulling back with the camera. And then you see like literally the ocean is 10 feet behind him and on this hill like, and the fucking road is right in front of him because there's cars driving past but it's just like that little framing choice of this huge epic struggle and how they do it it's so fucking brilliant and like there's like a scene later too where cheech has to rescue him from the party before he gets busted and like the whole goal is to get him out of the party but like they're two stones so like cheech is trying to figure out how to get in the party and chong's already out, out outside yeah. and then they, he comes in and he's like and he even does the thing where he like looks at the door. He's like, that's it. Hey, hey, man. He, he yeah. says nothing. Yeah. He says nothing. Cheech is just like, well, I'm trying to get you out, man. And like for like a half second, Tommy Chong just looks quietly at the door point. And then would, the camera cuts. just come in from inside and or it's outside. Just, yeah. yeah. It's like a small, brilliant little visual touch, man. I, I love the visual. Humor. Man. Yeah, we're going to. God, it's we're going to say happen. fucking man now. Uh, <laughs> I think my, the opening of this is so strong when the two finally get together. Yes. I love when Ta Chong wants to get stoned and Cheech is like, hey man, I got this joint. And he reaches in and he hands it to him. And at first he's like, no, nah, man, this is like a toothpick. He's like, I know, I know it's, it's a little small, tiny joint, but you can smoke it. He's like, no, nah, man, I think this is really a toothpick. So he gives it back and then Cheech digs deeper in his pocket and he's wiggling around. He's like, oh, no, wait, man, that's my dick. And then he pulls out this other joint that's all bent up in like an S shape, and he gives it to Chong. And real Chong thin, goes, real tiny, like yeah. a cigarette. And Chong goes, "Man, I hope your dick's bigger than that, man." That one has like a that whole sketch. Sketch the the first time they get together really has some of the best like dry delivery lines from Tommy Chong. Like, mm -hmm. there's also as they're going on their conversation, there's a part where Tommy Chong, oh, what is it? Ah, I lost it. Oh, I'll jump in. There's the also jump the in. famous where like Cheech is flipping out because they've smoked this giant fucking joint. Uh, it's the size of like a human wrist. Yes. And then he's flipping out 
And Tommy's like, it's okay, man. Here, just take these. Cheech immediately takes them and he goes, wait, man, don't take those. <laughs> All right, <so> go. <laughs> what do you mean don't take those, man? Dude, you just took the most acid I've ever seen anyone That's take. It. That's my yeah. favorite line is the follow-up. It's like yeah. the very end piece of that, which is like, well, what should I do? Should I freak out? Well, I'd put your seatbelt on, man. <laughs> and just like that dry delivery. It's like so fucking good. Yeah. Like. I think his dry delivery is maybe some of the best. Uh, I could also see how maybe this gets tiring five movies in if it's just not by movies for in all of it, but I, by like the fucking fourth Cheech and Chong movie, it wears thin. That's what I would guess. Yeah, yeah. but for right now, like I'm over the moon with these two characters. But there is there is a little bit of disconnect, right? Because like these two characters have become tropes. And, like, there have been so many things that have referenced them as stoners. Like, their take on stoners has become a trope in Hollywood. Yeah. So much so that you go back and you're like, well, this is cheesy. But it's not cheesy because they fucking invented it. It's the originator, yeah. Yeah, but you'd still get that kind of, like, well, is it... I don't know. It's it's weird. It's comedy, right? And comedy best works when it's unexpected. Sure, but it's expected because it's been so entrenched in the culture. It's hard to look through that that lens of, like... So I think... Going Nostalgia. back's a little rough if you, you're not already familiar with it. But, like, I think what's there is still, like, really fucking funny. Awesome, and, like, man. The visual humor. I'm really excited it's to hear It's the this. visual stuff. Like, I am just over the moon with how this movie was shot. I, I think some fucking... of the scenes are really shot flat, but the editing is so smartly done comedy-wise. I'm, I'm curious as to how... I'm sure there are different directors going forward with each of these movies. And I'm sure since this is going to be a stoner movie September repeat, I'm sure we're going to find more Cheech and Chong movies as we go forward. I'm imagining. I'm curious as to how they all handle. Like, I wonder if it's going to be like Austin Powers, where they all kind of have a similar feel, but they kind of evolve a little bit or change a little bit. Or if it's going to be like the Friday movies where you can tell each director is bringing a very different style oh. of comedy. I can't fully remember. I know. So I've always remembered Cheech and Chong have one great movie, two pretty good movies. Oh. And then the rest are kind of shit. Do you remember what the movies were? Yeah, it's the first three. So Up okay. and Smoke is like the top. And then you have Next Movie, which is pretty good. Okay, this, so that's and, a sequel. And Nice Dreams, which is also pretty good. And that's the third one. Okay. And then uh, there's like four more after that, and they're just... Pretty Four, so there's seven. There's seven original Cheech and Chong movies. Right. Holy shit. I'd like to throw in my own personal word about that, man. And that is like uh, the Ronald Reagan era and like anti-drugs. The war on drugs. Really made like our stick of like cannabis consumption and being dumb like seem unworthy of consumption almost detrimental to the movement as a whole too like you got it bro there's a giant there oh a giant. man and then we got into tipper gore but like wait wait <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> wait man i could hear you talk like this all day i know man at first i thought you were doing and, keanu reeves and i was like well no i guess is that is that racist towards stoners that i hear a stoner imitation i'm just a me like it's Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted. I don't know, man. Who's that, man? <laughs> Who's that, man? <laughs> I don't know. That's, I that's know my it. Keanu. Uh, well, well, when uh, no, wait, wait for this, man. This is gonna blow your mind. When uh, William J. Clinton, Billy <laughs> Old Slick, 
Billy Slick Willie yeah. said he did not inhale. Really made a. Uh, We, what, we, what's we, your we, we, where, we what's your thought? thing, man? <laughs> like suddenly Cheech and Chong are back. Attica, man. man. <laughs> what about you, Sound Engineer Andrew? Do you have uh, do you have any more notes? I do have more. Let, notes. let me hear a couple more notes, and then and then I think you're going to treat us to a song, are you not? No, I don't know about that. I think you are. Uh, <laughs> you know, I looked into it. The executive producer of this movie. <laughs> Lou Adler. Oh, Are you okay. familiar with his yeah. name? Yeah, I know Lou. You Adler. should be. I'm not. He's you should be. Like fucking everything. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest. I have a producer blind spot. I sure. can't tell you the big producers. I was really interested in how many things that he had been involved in. Okay, just like different things. Take us down a couple roads. He did Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. Right. Uh, Got a little and, bit of a vibe in this movie for that. Yeah, he was very part it's, of that cultural. Uh, Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, doing movies, he could do that. But he was also a manager for a lot of big musical talent. Like who? Carol King. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right? That's huge. That is? The best album ever made, Carol King Tapestry. Oh, I don't know about that. That was Lou Adler. Well. <laughs> the best album ever made. Shut, shut your mouth, man. No, that's cool. I, like it. Hey man, I like, love hey that man, you go sh- for Carol sh- King sh- for sh- best sh- album ever. Man, made. That's th- fantastic. This is not my decision. This is just something I heard. Oh, you know, was it you on can, NPR? You could check it out. Well, oh, maybe it was. <laughs> was it on? NPR? Maybe it was. Uh, the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, okay. right? Uh-huh. All I mean, uh. And I say that just to say, like, this is a guy with a, a myriad of yeah interests. He's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Got it. Oh, yeah. A lot of pies. Sure does, Good buddy. Pies. Lou Adler. Made a lot of things that you love, and you didn't even know it, so. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie, just because it did not get mentioned earlier, was when the cop shoots out his own wheel in the vehicle. And I'm going to tell you why I like that particular scene. Because cops, you shot cops your own that wheel dumb. out of a car. Cops, cops are, that, are dumb. that dumb. He brought it back to the cops, everybody. I love that. Oh, How could you not? I really enjoyed this how could you not? visual gag of the cops in the laundry van and they like open the fly and undo the zipper to spy out of. And I'm glad yeah. that they keep going back to that well. Yeah. I thought it would have been funny to like reach a finger through, like pointing at somebody, and we could have got like a dick wet reference. Oh yeah, but that might be too much. It might have gone X for that. That might have been too much for the time. This yeah. was. The I 70s. believe the reference is that they are dicks, though. Sure, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, and I'm not just saying that. I'm saying the reference is cops are dicks. Yes, we got it. And okay. Stacy Keach is like just wanted to make sure everybody you don't understood. hire Stacy Keach unless you want like one note villain, yeah, because that's what Stacy Keach does. So but as God soon as you have Stacy Keach as like your lead he cop, also, you're like, oh yeah, uh, they're gonna be portrayed as the bad guys in this movie. Spoiler: Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach reprises this role for the third Cheech and Chong film. Ah, the same detective. Okay. That's so, so uh, on our group when we were asking about movies, I saw this one come up up in smoke. And next movie, which would... No, not next movie. Sorry. Up 
Nice Dreams? Nice Dreams. Which, which would be the three. third one yeah, where three. he comes back. I yep. wonder if uh, this person has a Stacey Keach. I wonder if it's the same director. I should I should have researched Ooh, that. That's and interesting. So yeah. Stacey Keach came back to that too. Are we wrapping this up? We are going to, yeah. Okay, because I have a few things that I'd like to throw in. Rapid fire. Let's not, get them. Not necessarily... Rapid fire bullet points times. Related to the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Things, uh, because it is stoner movie September, uh-huh. I thought it might just be interesting. Yes. And if it's not, please tell me and we won't continue. But your listeners will be in query of what we were going to talk about. Uh, Which might be better for the show. So I'm not oh, interested. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> All right. We're done here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. This has been experience. No, no you don't end the whole thing. What is oh, oh, the next? Okay. No. Read your go. point. <laughs> well, I wondered if we could just momentarily discuss what movements, movements we've made as a Vowels. nation. Oh. Uh, towards Stoner Movie September since last September. That's a good point. Is that interesting? Can I just? Oh, okay. And if you don't, if you guys don't have anything to well, say, I, been... I can just do it in like three minutes. Yeah, so. it's I become have... even more depressing for us in Indiana, who are now surrounded by a bunch of states who have it legally or medicinally, and we are going to be one of the last holdouts, and we're never going to get it. We will take forever to get it. Yeah, we're never going to get well, it. Well, that's you know. Uh, here's what I'd like to say. In yes. twenty. 19. 2019. As as of this so current year particular recording, uh-huh. we have recreational cannabis usage, can recreational adult usage of cannabis in 11 states and the District of Columbia. So uh, roughly 20% of America. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And medical states 33. Is all right, so medical Four. states is separate from yeah, from recreation. So that's half of yeah. half half of the states have medical and recreational. A lot of people are into it. Okay. A lot of people. And since last September, when you guys did the last stoner movie September. Yes. Uh here are the states that have changed uh their laws on annulment of charges. Let's hear it. Right. So say you had been convicted of a cannabis crime. Okay. Prior. Yes. These these would be re- expunged from your record. Illinois, New Hampshire, Nevada, Washington State. It's pretty exciting. Well, yeah, it's good for those states. I was hoping for a the much know, longer list. <laughs> uh, what else have I got here? No. Uh, in 2020, here are the states... That are going to adapt, possibly, new laws that will deregulate cannabis, adult cannabis usage. So you wait, 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 wait. You say in 2020, possibly. So what is the your data here? They, these are people. Uh, these are states that have. Uh, Why are you asking about data. They, I want to know where he's I getting know, these it's numbers not from. It's not data. It's not data. These are states that have legislature. Yes. On the dockets. On the dockets. That's what I want to hear. Legal adult usage cannabis. So it's looking real good. Adult. The wheels have started moving for yeah. these states. Okay. New Jersey, Nebraska, Florida, Idaho, Mississippi. That's pretty cool. Right? Oh, only five, huh? Yeah. No. Now, now I have this one last piece of advice. <laughs> man 
All right, I'm gonna All do right, it. Man. I'm gonna do it strong because hey, I think that's fun. You let know, me, let me get this advice, man. Yeah. All right. So like maybe, and you know, I don't want to say this is like political because I go on both sides of the thing here. But here are the uh, Chong is very. Oh man, I, yeah, <laughs> I went into <laughs> it. Oh into shit! It, yeah. All right, forget it. You gotta be like well, a here. Are, here are the 2020 <laughs> presidential candidates that are in favor. Okay. Of adult. Cannabis usage, adult cannabis usage. And uh, listen, this is not this list is not exhaustive, <laughs> but it is uh, you know the names you'll recognize. This description exhaustive, yeah. but this list, I guarantee yeah. you. Corey Baker, okay. Mayor Pete, okay. Uh, Castro, uh, Bill De Blasio, ooh, Kamala, mm-hmm. everybody knows Kamala her. Uh, Hickenlooper. Beta, Bernie, Elizabeth Warden, Weld, and Yang. So that's 11. And, you know, I'm not trying to make any statement other than from last September, when we did Stoner Movie September, things are moving towards a more cannabis-friendly <laughs> positioning. Yep. And so let's all take advantage of that and be aware, uh, as you do. <laughs> Uh, um, Thanks for having me on the show, guys. No, Are we real. wrapping it up? Because I'd be. like, I'd like to end it now. We will be. Yeah. I can do it. I can do uh, other things. I'll, this I'll has I'll been brought to you by CBD bombs. <laughs> uh, please yeah. go out, uh, Harmon. Thank you for coming on and oh yeah, popping the first cherry of Stoner Movie September for the year oh, 2019. Man. What an honor and a privilege. When, uh, when we knew uh, Cheech and Chong was gonna gonna win, I was like, hey man, I, I think we should get Hartman on for this one. And Ryan was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, we immediately right. started planning that one. I think this is also the first Stoner Movie September we're planning to have a guest every episode? Yep. I think. And uh, you really came in, you, you've hit the fucking ball out of the park for us, man. I like well, this. nobody will do better. Yeah. That's, I it's gar- really hard. Well, I you, guarantee that, man. Pops the cherry. I like to think you pop the champagne cork and now you're just pouring your champagne sure. on everybody to follow. Champagne. Just here's some get of like Andre's champagne. Non bubbly, man. So, but before we end, I, I will have you take us out. I want to yeah. get quick, just quick, you know, guys, is Cheech and Chong worthy of a stoner movie title? And is it a good stoner movie if so? Andrew, please start. Absolutely. Uh, if people were into stoner movies, I'd say this is uh, the progenitor uh, of the genre. And you couldn't do any better. I mean, it is uh, equal parts absurdity mixed with even a double portion of absurdity. And then a pinch of cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's n- okay. Wow. Ryan, same question. Right. Is Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke a stoner movie? And if so, is it a good stoner movie? All right. So my answer is going to be the same as Hartman's, but I disagree with a lot of what he said. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yes, it is 100% a stoner movie. I think it might be the most stoner movie. So this pinch of cannabis, get the fuck out of here. This movie is doused in cannabis. They do drive an entire van made out of cannabis. The most stoner movie. Like, you could say we covered Pineapple Express, which I think covers marijuana, weed, all that stuff quite a bit. But still, like, that movie is about the relationship between uh, Dealer and Seth Rogen, James Mm -hmm. Franco and Rogen. This movie 
that relationship takes like one minute to get through before like, oh, they're best friends forever. Sure. It is literally about funny situations with marijuana. Mm-hmm. It puts the weed, the stoner movie front and foremost in a way that no other stoner movie has. This is maybe the best stoner movie for example's sake. Is it my favorite? No, but it's still a lot of fun. Sure. And I think if I saw this maybe before a lot of the Cheech and Chong like ripoffs or imitations, I would have appreciated it much more. But like as it stands, like it's still like completely watchable. The jokes that don't work, it moves on real quick. And like uh if you're not digging a whole like feel of the the movie, like it feels very skit based. So like it changes in ten minutes. Like yeah. just stick around. You'll get like a music video, then you'll get something else, and then you'll You'll get like a nice kumbaya song at the end about wearing leotards and stuff. Great. Cool. I'm down for this. Weird movie. Love it. Love the whole atmosphere of it. I'm very excited to hear this because I was very concerned going into this how Ryan would take to Up in Smoke. Yeah. I'm very happy to see that you've enjoyed it. That said, I do 100% see a decline with each movie happening. Mm -hmm. I feel like these characters are really great right now yeah and i feel like they could easily wear out their welcome well we'll see if we see in the future where it goes from you'll have to recommend it what about you kyle what are your thoughts well harvey wants to jump in quick yeah wait man so like uh i i just turned my list over and like i realized i had like uh just like i don't know a few more bullet points i'd like to talk about right can we do that is that right man rapid fire all right rapid fire here i got uh, cabbage. And... Oh man! Oh god! That went back. Oh, oh, it's the same list. Oh god, that's comedy. You bring it back. <laughs> Sorry, man. I I don't know. I I brought the one list because I really wanted to show up and like do a good job and like not sound stupid while I'm talking <laughs> on your podcast. Thanks for having me here, guys. Man, man, this has been <laughs> great, man. You guys are the best. Uh, overall, I agree with both of you. Uh, this is the stoner movie, I feel. Yeah. And it is also... It's a rough movie around the edges. Yeah, but... I forgot. There's a news reporter who's Asian whose name is Toyota Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I chuckled at, but then it was immediately like, well, that wouldn't work today. No. Well, although kind of... I mean, not not as on the nose, but Family Guy has the Asian reporter Trisha Takanawa, but still, yeah, Toyota Kawasaki. That's that one's like so. What is, what is also great about her is that you can, if you just watch her, she's very obviously reading that right off camera for the very first time, and that's the take that they took. So yeah, there's there, again great visual like gags. It's, it's, uh, it's so yeah. good. All I right. think it's oh, it's, a, it's a pretty fucking great movie overall. Like yeah, it's yeah. a great. Uh, I don't know. I could watch like, it again right now and not not feel upset about it. Like, so. yeah, I don't I don't want to be a bummer, guys. But like, uh, <laughs> if we don't leave right like right now, man, we're not gonna make the battle of the bands. All right. Well, so like, sound let's, we gotta go, guys. Take us out, man. Uh, this has been uh, I think what they call the experience. They didn't give me any notes. <laughs> There's a list. What's on the list? Strawberries. This is this is my. <laughs> guys hey man forget that uh here we go this has been experience grind has been kyle and ryan i am a sound engineer andry 
and this has been experience grind. I said that already again. I just real quick though, <laughs> I'd like to say I'm real sorry that like I didn't bring the list that I wanted to bring. I, you know, I made this list because I didn't want to like show up on this podcast and do something stupid, man. You know what I mean, man? And uh, so, you know, so like I did the thing, you know, I, uh, you know.